What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Nothing. What's going on with you? Nothing. Same shit, different day. <laughs> yep. Although, we're getting closer to sports, man. What do you mean? Sports started today. Shut up. What do you mean? They did. Premier League soccer. American sports. Yes. Is that better? Yeah. Baseball's coming back soon, dude. Baseball? What do you mean? They're like the furthest away. No, actually they're – well, they are technically since they don't have an agreement yet. But there's an agreement out there that says that um, they – there's a proposal out there that if the Players Association agrees to, they'll start games on the 19th or 20th of July. Okay. What are the odds the Players Association agrees to that deal? Um, I mean – I think it's like fairly certain because they're getting their full prorated salaries from that start date. Um, they're extending the playoffs. Um, and there's really no, the only thing they basically have to do is like wave their, like their grievance clause in in case someone gets sick or anything like that. Yeah. So, right, well, dude, I'm, I'm hoping this comes through because if 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 they don't play baseball this year, I don't think they'll play baseball for another two years. No. Yeah. What do you mean? Just think about it. All right. They have two big things they gotta they gotta get hurdle for next season if they don't play this year. One. Their CBA ends this year, I think, or it ends before it ends before um, the season next year. Okay, so okay. there could be a strike and or lockout. And then uh, on top of that, there's the second wave coronavirus. By next opening day, this should be behind us. Hopefully. You never know, though. But, like, there's those are two pretty big hurdles, in my opinion. Well. I personally don't. Even if a second wave hits, I don't. I mean, we're uh, – we will not go back to the degree of shutdown we were at. No, Nobody would – that would not happen. Whether or not it needed to happen, it would not happen. I hope you're right, but... I am right. At this point, people are too, like, you know... Nobody is concerned about their well-being or the well-being of others anymore to the point where they would be okay with another shutdown. Just no way. Just saying, man. It's not going to happen. You just got to read the tea leaves here. It's not going to happen. I, I can't read tea leaves, so I have no clue how to do that. Okay, well, if you could, you'd see that nobody would stand for another shutdown. All right, but what? just think about it. 
if baseball doesn't play at all, at all this year, when there's so many layoffs and chaos and everything, they both sides look like complete idiots. So they have to get this deal done. They have to. Yeah, I, 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 I have okay. To be completely honest, I haven't really read into the whole situation. You know what's going on, but from what I've been able to see, it just. You know, that's the thing. Money just ruins everything. At the end of the day, money causes things like this to happen. And it's the reason why there's no baseball right now. Because of money. Bernie 2020. Yeah. But, like, they got to get this done. Like, I'm seriously worried if they don't play, the league is going to, diminish even more than it already is inclined to. Well, it'll adapt. We'll see. It has to. It's America's pastime. It's not like you, Connor. It's open to change. As much as you might hate those changes. Well, I do hate the changes. I hate the expanded playoff. I hate um, the possible... Uh, DH that's going to come in, I think, two years or so for the National League. And I absolutely hate this three um, batter minimum for pitchers. It's stupid. As the casual fan who gets really annoyed with, you know, the eighth and ninth innings of a playoff game taking two hours, I'm fine with that because I'm sick of seeing a pitcher come in for two pitches and then bring in a new pitcher Wait five minutes for him to warm up. Another commercial break. My God. Listen, the baseball is an old school, like, slower game. And I appreciate the strategy. I like long games. I like watching long games, okay? So, Generation Z and all these, like, ADD, ADD people are ruining this game for me. Well... Yeah, but I don't want to stay up and uh, you're again. You're you're the exception to the rule, but I don't want to stay up till one in the morning on a Wednesday night watching. You know the the Dolphins. I don't even. I can't even think of two baseball teams. I almost said the Dolphins. That's how little I know about baseball. But oh. I just it it's just like come on, man. I I like watching playoff baseball. Like watching watching the specifically watching the Royals win the World Series in 2016 was I had so much fun. I was like watching their games in class because of how into that series and part of it was because of Derek, but still loved it. But at a certain point, you know, it gets it gets to the point where I, I can't be staying up late watching baseball and so much, you know, it just takes so long. All right. So I will so I think the biggest problem with baseball in terms of playoffs is, you know, with that being the, like the one, one AM type of thing, um, like how late games go. I think the problem is they start at like eight thirty seven is like their scheduled like start time, yeah. which doesn't turn into eight forty five until everything's done. So, Why don't they start at like seven? I, I think it's because the West coast, well, you know what? The West Coast deals with that for all their playoffs. Playoff hockey starts at 7, you know. Playoff, you know, what a, I don't know about the NBA, but I know specifically playoff hockey. Because remember, the, the Blackhawks used to play used to play like the, the Sharks a lot, you know, or Vancouver, teams out West. 
Those games started at seven local time. That's five. Like work ends, you're at the game, you know. You gotta leave work at four to make the game or to watch the game. So be it. But we could not you can't and honestly, like I would be shocked if you're talking about viewership, the East Coast is so much more populated than the West Coast. And I'm I I mean you might have you know, if you if you start a game later, you might have more people watching initially. But by the end of the game, how many of those people on the East Coast dropped off who would have otherwise stayed on had the game started an hour or two hours earlier? Like, I guarantee you at the end of the day, you'd get more people watching if you made it better timing for the East Coast and the Midwest. Yeah, but to your point, like the East Coast and Midwest, everyone's up at 837. You know, everyone's like decently awake. Yeah, the but, most, but no, but I'm saying who cares about the end? Like, if you're invested into a game or if it's a really good game, you're obviously going to stay up for it. No, no, not me. The number of times it's been a close game that I've been into, but I've been like, you know what? It's too late. I'm going to bed many That's times, ridiculous. many times. And I would, be, I would love to see the numbers. Show me a close, even if it's a close game, show me a close game. Show me innings one through three viewership, innings four through six, and then innings seven through nine. I would, I would bet my money that you have more people watching innings one through three than you do seven through nine, even if it's a close, good game. Well, here's my thing. How do TV ratings happen? Like, when do those ratings come out? Is it in the middle of the game? Is it at the start of how many people tune in? Or how many people will turn into it at the end of the, at the conclusion of the event? For anything, not just sports. But for anything, well, the, the ratings. Well, the ratings change as the event goes on. There, it's it's a dynamic number. It's not you know one rating for the whole event. You can pinpoint you gotta, that. You gotta no, but you gotta think if say a baseball game starts at eight thirty seven Eastern, right? Yeah, yes. Say the third or fourth inning is at nine thirty seven Eastern. Yeah. Right. Okay. Which is a still decent time. I would think like people start to fall off around 10, 30, 10 or ten thirty to eleven. That's sometime fair. in that frame. That's that's the, fair. The majority of people on the East Coast will will fall off during some point during that hour frame. That that I would say half an hour to an hour, nine thirty on Eastern Coast time until ten thirty Eastern Coast time, you probably have the biggest audience in America. Across the board. It's right before people's bedtime on the East Coast, everyone in the Midwest, and then you have the West Coast all tuning in. So the third and fourth inning, you know, granted on how like fast the games move around, is probably the height of viewership for any sporting event. But like we're talking about baseball here. So I would say during that time frame from 930, I would say till 1030 is the biggest viewership. Okay. Well, what I, you know what they should honestly do is they should they should start the game according to the time zone or time zones that the teams playing are in. Like like let's just say you know it's Cubs White Sox in the World Series. If let's say the optimal start time is seven p.m., it should start at seven p.m. Central, which means if you know if two West Coast teams are in the World Series, it should start at seven p.m. on the West Coast. Because those are the people who care. Like, but then, but then your argument is out the window. With the whole East Coast is the biggest generator of viewership. I know, but now that I, but I've changed my mind because I think that you should cater to the fans of the, you know, of the city that the team is from. 
Yeah, but if you're fans, you're going to be more likely to stay up, no matter how late it is. Well, I see, I don't know. I mean, if, if I'm watching, you know, yeah, if, if the White Sox are in the World Series and they're playing the Dodgers, I am going to stay up to watch that game. But, you know, if it's, if it's the Twins playing the Dodgers, I'm going to bed. I can, you know, if it's getting too late, I don't care. But again, that's fair. That that eliminates one market, dude. I don't know. I'm trying to make this a perfect world for me, who is like I go to bed at the same time every night, and I hate when I have to alter my schedule. So I'm trying to. But dude, if you think about it, the Midwest and and Mountain Time are the least. They, no, Midwest is the best time zone for by for, for watching stuff. Far Midwest is the best for watching sports because. For example, if your team is on the West Coast and they play at 7 o'clock, like hockey, basketball, and baseball, mm-hmm. their games start at 9 o'clock, which if it's hockey at that end, if it's hockey or basketball. Done by 11.30. Done by 11.30. No, probably no later. Maybe over time you get, you get uh, to 12. Um, baseball, you never know. Okay? And football, I mean, football is not really affected at all. But no, no. But Monday Night Football, right? If it's no, because that's always affected. No. Yeah. So forget it. Midwest for baseball, basketball, and hockey are the best times because football is not included in this. I would argue. Well, I, I, even if it's not included, I would argue that the Midwest is also the best time zone for football. But we don't need to have that uh, discussion. I, I could I could see that argument. Well, see, for like I, a, for, for a college game, eleven a.m. kickoff for a college game. You know, if you're trying to tailgate, it's doable. It's not noon. Noon is the That's best, tough. but but like, I mean, your afternoon game starts at two thirty. Two thirty is a perfect kickoff time. Your night games start at seven. Like prime time, ABC kicks off at seven instead of eight. You know, your done games done by you know ten thirty ish. Gives you a whole. You know, that's more time afterwards to do stuff. The only downside is the eleven a.m. NFL kicks off at noon. Perfect. Uh, you know, Monday night football starts at it's like seven fifteen, seven thirty, whatever it is. Perfect. The only downside I, of the Midwest is the earliest game, and even that is not terrible. Terrible. Oh, eleven a.m. is a terrible kickoff time. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, it could be worse. It could be worse. And uh, trust me, it could I, be worse than eleven a.m., ten a.m., yes, nine a.m. Yes. Who who kicks off at nine a.m. Nobody, but I mean, exactly. if, but if you're on the West Coast, like, what, dude, when I was in California, no off at 9 a.m. No, I thought, no, but what I'm saying is I had to wake up at 9 a.m. to start watching college football. I hated it. I hated it. I love because I missed I missed game day every Saturday. I was out there, you know, for like the four or five weeks that were left in the season when I got there. Missed game day every single Saturday. Maybe I caught the last 15 minutes, but never saw it. I, I was half asleep still, you know. I'm like eating breakfast. I'm eating a bowl of cereal, watching. You know, the Penn State Minnesota game was a huge game. You know, for Penn State Ohio State, both of those kicked off at noon local time or eleven local, or you know what? Anyway, noon Eastern time. And so I was, you know, those are huge games. I want to wake up. I want to get fired up. I want to get ready to go for these games. But you know, Friday night I went out, partied, you know, drank too much, stumbled into bed at like one, two in the morning, passed out. Rem- Vaguely remember to set my alarm for like 11 or 8.55, wake up, headache, you know, half asleep, turn on the TV and it's a huge Penn State game. That's terrible, dude. 
terrible. I had no time to get in the, get in the zone for those games. Just oh, ruin the experience. All right. Well, granted, the West Coast sucks, right? But that's if you're a transplant. If you're just a natural fan, the West Coast is, again, pretty bad because you still have to, you know, <coughs> excuse me. If your team's on the East Coast, you know, or even in any other thing, like you're watching games start at four o'clock typically. Yeah. So West Coast, West Coast is the worst. Yes. Okay. But granted, that is also in effect with how the majority of teams are in the East on on the Eastern time time zone. Yeah. And and, and if I, I'm just taking a guess, but I think Eastern might be the biggest um, time zone in terms of space. Um, and the I don't know about that because the East Eastern well, I guess the Eastern time zone goes all the way to Indiana, like the Indiana Illinois border is the end of the Eastern time zone. Gary Gary Indiana is not in Eastern; it's in Central. Yeah, but so there's a, it, no, it, but but Indiana does. If you look at a map, Indiana does this really weird like thing where the northeast corner of Indiana is cut yeah. out because so many of those people commute to Chicago for work. That yeah. They, Make no, them be on the yeah, same time yeah, zone. I know. I'm just saying. Okay, but yeah, but the majority of Indiana, like 99% of Indiana is fully East Coast. Uh, it's close, honestly. I'm looking at it right now. Which, what are the two, what would you say are the two, are the big, like, in order, how big are they? It goes... In terms of width, I'm not talking about like length or anything. I'm talking about terms of width. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fair because that's how the sun moves. East, it's close, man. Um, well, I guess it's supposed to be close. That was probably the goal when they made these. Well, no, it's close between east and midwest. Okay. Okay. As the two biggest. Yes. West is clearly the shortest, and Midwest is. <laughs> Third, obviously. You mean mountain so is cl- third? Mountain time, sorry. Mountain time is third, clearly. West is the shortest. Um, I might have to give it to the east just for the simple fact that Maine is so far east. Like, it's more for, it's f- more further east than Florida. Yeah, Maine goes pretty far east, yeah. And that zone spreads all the way to Indiana and covers, it looks like, most of the upper peninsula of Michigan. Okay. However, so think of it this way. You have east, you, you have the eastern time zone is so spread out to the east because of Maine. Top, type, top right-hand corner, if you look at on a map, all right? Yeah. You know I mean? Yep. However, Midwest... Obviously, you know, like the whole Illinois shit, um, it goes as far east as Alabama, right? Okay. But in the lower southwestern corner of Texas, it pretty much goes all the way until El Paso or the New Mexico border on the bottom left-hand side of it. Is central time? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty, that's pretty far. Yeah. Where does okay? What state? What states are the border states between? Is Nebraska Central Time, or is that Mountain Time? So you know how Nebraska is shaped. How it's like it's got a little thing much, in the top left. Yeah. Yes. So the top left is is Mountain Time. Oh, it is. Okay. 
So do if you can you visualize the map right now? Yeah. So if you you know how Colorado is shaped, a perfect square. Yes. And how Nebraska like hangs over the top of it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. If you take the eastern border of Colorado and draw a straight line up that cuts into Nebraska, cuts into South Dakota, um, and cuts into a little bit of North Dakota, that is all mountain time. Okay. Okay. And then where does where does Western time start? Is like Nevada the first state in Western time? So it's weird. So all of Nevada is Western time, Pacific time. Okay. Washington, all of it. California, obviously, all of it. Oregon, there's like ninety percent of it. There is a middle blob. Like I can't describe it any other way. A middle blob. It, on the eastern um, border w- between Idaho and Oregon, yeah, that is apparently Mountain Time. And then, wait, is, is Idaho Mountain Time? Well, that's what I'm just going to say. Gets even weirder. Mount or Mountain Time, Idaho specifically. The bottom portion of it, okay, Mountain Time. The top portion of it, West uh, Pacific Time. Oh, I should probably just look at this map because I'm like half following you, but it's confusing. I don't understand how they split up North Dakota or sorry. sorry. I don't understand how they split up Idaho north and south in terms of time zones. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. The only thing I can think of is if the northern part travels over to Washington, like um, what's over there, Spokane and, and bigger cities like that. Much like the northwestern part of Indiana travels to Chicago. Yeah, it could be. Although I'm curious, like, when did – what came first, western time zone or the or the state of Idaho? Because maybe, like, you know, they made the time zone and then the state lines got drawn and it just ended up being weird like that. Uh, One second. So, according to History Channel or History.com, the United States began to use time zones in 1883. 93, sorry, 93. Yeah. No, wait on. 1883, I'm sorry. 1883, on November 18th, 1883, America's railroads began using a standard time system involving four time zones. Okay. Oh, this is weird. Um, by the mid-20th century, most of the world has adopted a system of international time zones in which the planet is divided into 24 zones spaced at intervals of approximately 15 degrees long longitude. Okay.
I think Midwest might be the biggest, man. In terms of like left to right or Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just because of how massive Texas is. That's what's getting me. Okay. So Midwest is actually the best time zone there can be. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I've lived in both. You lived in three. I've lived in three, yeah, but I've lived in the – I mean, I lived in the Midwest, obviously, my whole childhood, and then I lived in the West Coast for a solid seven and a half years, so. You mean the East Coast? Did I say the West Coast? I thought you did. Well, yeah, I meant the East Coast, so. Although I will say, one of the good things about Midland and like Northern Michigan area is that because it's like right on the border of the time zones, it stays light really late in the day, which I always thought was pretty cool. Like the sun, like during the peak of the summer when I was in Michigan, it didn't get dark until like the sun wasn't completely down until like right around ten o'clock, if not a little later. That's sick. Yeah. That would be awesome. Like, like if you were, like, a high school kid and, you know, like, over the summer you just do stupid shit and just, like, mess around with your friends late at night. Imagine you had daylight until 10 o'clock. Yeah, you know the whole rule, like, get home before the sun goes down type of thing? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mom, you'll be asleep when I get home, but all right. Yeah. Yeah. That would be sick. Yeah, I always did like that. It was cool because, like, you know, when I lived with my one friend, they had a lot of land. And so we would just, like, sit out on their back patio and they had, like, this, like, big backyard and stuff and just, like, sit out there and have a couple drinks, watch the sunset. was was pretty cool considering the circumstances. I'd agree. I love sitting on the porch. Yeah. So do I. The best is when it's raining. It's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. I do like... So I work... Like, I have my work situation set up in my bedroom. And, like, my desk is right next to my window. And so I open my windows a lot. And, like, when it's raining and you just hear the the gentle rain falling, it's quite peaceful. I love listening to rain. I love watching rain. I love the rain in general. I think we've been over this. No, we have for sure. Yeah. Dude, Penn State's Penn State's recruiting got to pick it up. I'm yeah. so frustrated at them. Oh, oh, here, speaking of that, did you ever, were you ever able to sign up for that, like, assistant coaches call? Oh, I totally forgot about it, honestly. Oh, well, mine's, mine's tomorrow. They don't tell you, they just give you a link, but they don't tell you which assistant coach um, is, is going to be there or in your session. But I, 
I and like it said you can ask questions or whatever. It's a Zoom meeting, so you can probably just type questions into a chat. And I was gonna be like, all right, so you know, the whole motto of recruiting is dominate the state, but you know, the best players in Pennsylvania for the past couple of years now and, and in future recruiting classes seem to be going elsewhere. Like what's, what's the plan to keep the best Pennsylvania recruits at Penn state. Can you please ask that? Yeah, I might. No, no. Can you please like, give me an definitive Yes. Uh, I might, you know me, I hate asking questions, especially to strangers. I don't want to sound like a jerk. Dude, you're never going to see them again. When they don't know you. They don't give a shit. Who the hell Nick Novakovsky? I shouldn't have you. I should have put my name in his cardboards. That was my first mistake. You should have. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I mean, if if I muster, you know, the the ability to, you know, actually ask a question to a stranger, which I'm not one to do, I will. Uh, I'll do it. What time is it at? Five, five o'clock my time. So like. Work ends, jump on the call. It's only it's only half hour too, so that's the thing. Like a half hour, I don't know if it's only going to be Q and A. If there's going to be other stuff, but they might only have time for like a few questions. You have to ask that question. All right, I'll, have say, to. I'll say my friend wanted me to ask, and then I'll ask it. I'll take Please all. Do I'll it. take all responsibility. I will take all the. Bl- I will take all the blame. My friend Connor really- Boards, who lives in Whitehall, PA, on Schimmel Court, wanted wanted me. <laughs> I'm proud that you remember my, my, my street name. I do. I don't know the number, but I know the street. 4611. 4611. But seriously, dude, you have to a- a- answer that question. They lost Julian Flaming last year, who was who lived an hour and a half away from Penn State. They've, they've lost Kyle McCord. Um, uh, what's his name? Jeremiah Trotterson. What's his first name? It's not Jeremiah. It's... Whatever. I don't know. They they, might, who'd they lose to who they lose to Clemson? That's Trotter. Trotter's oh. kid. Oh. They might if they lose Noel Rushi, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna absolutely lose it. Yeah. Well, I'll ask. We'll see what they say. It's unreal. But like honestly. Like they, they don't know if they're gonna get Derek Davis. Yeah. But here's the weird thing about this year. Right now, you have teams that are recruiting very, very well, right? So, like teams that shouldn't be. They, well, here's another thing. With like, like Tennessee, who is yeah. killing it for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. So they. Not bad. Like, I won't comment on that. But, like, so how 24-7 sports does it here is you get a, you get points per prospect you get you get committed to your team, right? You know this, right? Yeah. So the problem is if you have 30, like, recruits, um, like, you obviously have more points, even though they might suck, right? Yeah. So, like, you have teams that, like, like Iowa, right? They have 16 commits, um, and they're the 13th-ranked uh, team right now. Penn State has 12, and they're 20th. Well, here, do better players get you more points? Yes. 
So why don't so they take, just average it? Why don't they take the average instead of the total I, number of points? I see, dude, I, listen to this. So Alabama, all right, so perfect example. Iowa has 16, right? They have three uh, four stars and 13 three stars, okay? So their average is 87.99, okay? Yep. But their, their cumulative total out of those 16 players is 201.58. You following me? Yeah. Alabama, okay, has eight commits. They're ranked number 23rd, okay? They have two five-stars, five four-stars, and one three-star. Their average is 94.35, okay? And their total is 178.31. Okay. Yeah, so they should be... If, if, if Alabama gets three more recruits that are five stars, they're probably top ten. Yeah. And, it, and that 94 point whatever I said trumps Iowa's 87.99. Yeah, of course. So that is what's frustrating about this. I see Rutgers right now has a higher um, class, class team than Penn State does right now. That's how... This is how, but again, this is the, the one problem. There's a couple problems I have Penn State recruiting right now. One, they're obviously not getting players in, in Pennsylvania. Two, they're not getting highly qualified players or highly related players that I generally want. And three, it's so slow right now. We're sitting at 12 recruits. Yeah, but that, okay. It's slow. And I can't blame it. No, I know. I know. I know. I know I can't blame them too much for how slow it is. You know, because of, you know, people want to take official commitments and all that shit. But it's still frustrating at the same time. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I agree with your first two points wholeheartedly. It's, we, we, see, this is the thing. I wish, I wish that you did not get me interested in recruiting. I'm, I'm like passively interested in recruiting where, you know, every so often I just check and see who's on the table, who's. Who's committed? You know, I check Twitter. I, you know, every so often just, you know, just to keep up to date, but I'm not like you. Um, but the fact that you got me interested in this, it's, just, it's, it's frustrating because now I'm, you know, ignorance is bliss. And right now I am not ignorant to be blissful. So, you know, paying attention to the stuff and seeing the frustrations is like frustrating. So it's awful. Yeah. Like it sucks. Like these are the players that build Penn State's program, and not do nothing is I I mentioned this to you on the side, but they gotta get better recruiting New Jersey players. I swear to God, we should own that state. Yeah, okay? we should. And you have teams like Ohio State and Michigan getting those recruits that that come out to you know Ann Arbor and Columbus from New Jersey and go there instead of going to a shorter distance at Penn State. Okay, and also, I want to talk about this. How is it that Michigan can recruit as well as – if I were if I were a high school football player, I would look at Michigan as this school where, you know, on paper they look good. They have all this pomp and circumstance and tradition and history. But, like, first of all, I've been to the big house, and I was underwhelmed to be complete. And granted, the game I went to, they blew the hell out of Penn State, so maybe I'm just bitter about that, but – you know, uh, stadium environment could could have been better, in my opinion. It's you know, but that's just my opinion. A lot of people say that on Twitter. A lot of players have said that on Twitter. Like, I don't know if you saw, but um, 
I, I don't, I forget, I think it might have been Bleacher Report rated the big house as like the, you know, most intimidating environment. Not even and close. Ev- everyone blew that shit up and mentioned, you know, the whiteout and such. But holy shit, a lot of players, like current players, say the big house is so quiet for how big it is. Yeah. And that's, that's what I, but again, I went, it was a blowout. There was never really a, a time when it would have gotten, you know, full blown out loud, what, whatever. I mean, I, I agree with that. But on top of that, like Michigan is always this Michigan. How many times do we talk about Michigan being the most overrated college football program in of probably the last five, if not 10 years every year? Oh, top five. Oh, Michigan this is their year. They're going to, they're going to be Ohio state. They're going to make that. No, they won't. Ten, Michigan. I, I would bet money that Michigan will never win a big 10 championship, let alone make it to the playoff throughout the decade, like, 2030 plus, maybe, but not until then. Dude, just think about my rant from last year that it went on for 10 minutes, yeah. dude. Michigan football is the most overrated program in the nation, okay? I it, it used to be Notre Dame, but guess what? Notre Dame has made BCS playoff or BCS um, they made play, the playoff, they made the playoff and the national title in 2012 when they lost to Bama. Yeah. Granted, they got blown out, but still, like, they've done stuff. Michigan loses consistently up all this hype and all this recruiting, all this shit, and they don't do shit with it. And on top of that, they lose big bowl games. Yeah, every year. No, that's the thing. It's like Michigan players just stop caring because they they lose to teams they are better than in bowl games. Michigan is the biggest joke. Michigan football is the biggest joke in the world. It's the biggest joke. What other program gets more hype and does less than Michigan football? None. There, there, none. I can't like honestly the 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 closest program to be compared a little to Michigan and to to your point how it's been five or ten years of the most overhyped. I'm going back twenty years, dude. I'm going back twenty years. They've been so I've grown up, you know, watching college football and hearing about Michigan this, Michigan that. They've been done shit. They've not done shit at all. I think their last or um BCS victory was like the 2000 Orange Bowl. Like, I'm that's just off the top of my head. And they, they like, won that against Bama because Bama's kicker couldn't hit a field goal. I'm looking this up right now. Yeah, but who are you going to say comes close? You were about to say, like, another school comes close. And I'm curious who you were going to say. It, Notre Dame. Okay. Although, here, a, a random question now that we're talking about it. Okay, so you might – I don't know if you know this off their head. Notre Dame's, like, ACC affiliation, do they only – like? Is there a time in the near future that Notre Dame will play Clemson? Yes. But it, it's weird. So they have a five-game – I know this for a fact. They have a five-game minimum for ACC teams. Yes. Okay. That Those five teams rotate. And I think – I think, okay, in 2023, Notre Dame faces Clemson. It takes that and, long? Yes. That's annoying. I want Notre Dame – because, like, this past year, if Notre Dame played Clemson, it would have been a hell of a game. You know, last year even, the past few years, Notre Dame's been good. You know? I want to – I'll look it up right now. Oh, no, wait. Did Notre – when Notre Dame made the playoff, they played Clemson, didn't they? And that, they got destroyed? Or was did they play that, – That was in the playoff. Yeah, but it was Clemson, though, that they played, right? Yeah, they lost 31-3. Yeah, okay. So, I get – yeah, okay. So, maybe it wouldn't be as a good game as, you know. It looks on paper, but hold on. 
But if that game so, were at Notre Dame, it could be a different story. Oh, listen to this. Oh, wow. Okay, listen to this. Hold, oh, wait, hold on. That's... I'm just going to – I'm getting on my computer because I figure wait, out. So, look this up. So, 2020. Oh, they face Clemson this year. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, at, at Notre Dame. Oh, hell yeah. But see, again, that's uh, a – oh, dude, if they can't play that game in front of fans – Dude, no way Notre Dame is good this year. They have to play Wisconsin at right. uh, at Lambeau. Yo, skip, skip, skip until 2022. Which, who am I? Wait, uh, okay, it's November 7th, so let's – wait. Wait, Notre Dame's 2022 schedule? Please, please, I want you to look at this. All right, I got it right here. Oh, okay, first game at Ohio State, so that's – All right, continue on. At Ohio State, Marshall, Cal, Stanford, UNLV. Dude, they have, like, so many home games. Then they go at Clemson. No, they go Clemson. And then they have a two-week two – well, okay, I see games to TBA. At USC, at North Carolina, Boston College, at Syracuse, at Navy. Wow. They have You have to go three. They have three blue bloods in college football. Ohio they State, Clemson, Ohio USC. And USC. Unreal. Yeah, plus, I mean, you have to play – I know you get them at home, but you have to play Stanford. You have to go to North Carolina, who has honestly been decent. Syracuse, on, and, decent. Dude, and honestly, North Carolina is recruiting well, real well right now. Plus, they have Mac Brown. They have a, a real good coach. But, yeah, dude, that, that is brutal. Here, wait. Let me look something up. Speaking of schedules, um, yeah, so next year we get Auburn at home. Correct. You have to go to that. Dude, our schedule next year, we go to Wisconsin to start things off. Then we play Auburn. We have to go to Iowa. We have to go to Michigan State. We have to go at Ohio State. Back-to-back Michigan at home, then at Ohio State. That is a rough schedule next year and why again i've been saying this for two years this is penn state's best chance to make the college football playoff and make make some damage that this is the best for the foreseeable future yeah because 2022 we have to go to auburn which that in itself is is just a pain in the ass we go let's see we go Kent State, Purdue, Ohio, Auburn, Central Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan. Again, we have to play Ohio State and Michigan back-to-back. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Illinois, Michigan State. But then we end, we end the season at home against Illinois, home against Michigan State, at Indiana, Home, home versus Maryland, home versus Minnesota, home versus Rutgers. So that's actually a really favorable schedule, except for going. We get Ohio State. Luckily, we luckily we play Ohio State at home first. Then we go to Michigan, which is probably better than the other way around. But but then we have to play Auburn. Damn, dude. Why well, we start at at Purdue to start the season? Anyway, 
Oh, and for the record, Michigan has not won a BCS Bowl since 2000. Jeez. Yeah, that's that's no good. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Sources, MLB makes 60-game offer to players. Yeah. Yeah, the NCAA okayed a six-week practice plan, whatever that means. It doesn't mean much. Well, approve anything is good enough. Yeah, these could be uh, these could be really rough years if Penn State doesn't get their shit together recruiting. Just look at these schedules. Yeah, I just need to stop looking at them. It's not going to do me any good worrying about the 2022 season. Oh. Ugh. We need football. Yeah. Well, hopefully by next month, training camp begins for pros, and then the the steam picks up for for uh, what do you call it? For fall football, for fall college football. Yeah, because the end of July yeah. is when they have their training camp. Yeah, but then once we hit August, it's set. You know, I think we only have to wait like three weeks to get. Um, our first college football game. Yeah. And then also by then we'll have, you know, NHL and NBA and hopefully MLB in, in full swing. Correct. So. Saturday, August 29th. Is it the first game? Is that Are they doing like a week zero thing again where they play one game? Yeah. Who is it? Well, it's, not, it's, it's, it's week zero, but it, there's – well, what's like the marquee game? Um, Cal at UNLV, Hawaii at Arizona. Oh, that's it. Well, because last year they did Florida Miami, which was a great way to start off. They're not doing anything yeah, like I, that again. No. Yeah, well, it would have been Notre Dame and Navy, but that already got postponed. Oh, I, okay. So they're not just playing it in the states now; they're just postponing it. Yeah. Dang. And then, then like that Thursday night, which is always a great time. Um, Thursday night is well, yo, Clemson goes at Georgia Tech that that first that first night. Yeah, but that's that one Thursday. of those that's one of those games where it's like, who knows? I remember the same, same thing happened like two or three years ago when Ohio State started the season at Indiana, and everyone was like, "All right, you never know. Maybe Indiana might be decent. You know, get a home game, start things off." And then they lost like fifty six to seven. I have a feeling the same thing could happen here. Yeah, but it's always tricky play, playing a triple option. Yeah, team. And but... it's good they're getting it out of the way at the beginning of the year because you know you have you know all you know summer to prepare for it. You don't have just like five or six days. Yeah, but I think Clemson's defense is just too well. I mean, they have the best defensive coordinator in the country. They recruit so well. You know, I 
you can't beat Clemson just handing off the ball ninety percent of the time. You got to treat. There's. I just don't see it happening. No, I, it's tough. But time will tell. But yeah, that, I mean that'll be at least a decent. That might be one of those games where like. You know, at halftime, it's like 14 to 7 comes in, and everyone's like, hey, we got ourselves a game. And then it ends, you know, like 35 to 7. Listen, listen, yo, listen to Michigan's first or month, three of their first month games at Washington. Cheer. Then they, what? Cheer. Like 2020? Yeah, 2020. Okay. They start the season at Washington, then their last. The last weekend in September, they're home for Wisconsin, and then the next week after that, they're home for Penn State. Dang. Yep. That's good that they play Wisconsin before they play us. They'll have, like, a physical game to hopefully wear them down a little bit. I don't think they're going to be as good this year. No, I mean – they have this – no, their quarterback graduated, their starter, right? Whatever, I don't know what Correct. So they have a new quarterback. I don't even – honestly, I don't even remember anybody from their team. Who they, was lost, like a, I, I, they lost uh, two big receivers. Um, no, got Pe- Peoples-Jones or whatever. Yeah. 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 They lost a couple of defense. Oh, I think they lost most of their O-line too. Good. Because our D-line could be good this year. Yeah. And speaking of D-line, we have one recruit from our D-line, for our D-line. Need more than that. A lot more. We'll see. I mean, we're still – how long is December from now? Six months? Six months away yeah. from signing day. I mean, we've got time. Yeah. There's got to be some big decisions being made. Well, everything's weird, yeah, because like you said, players, I mean, a lot of these high school kids want to be able to make official visits before they decide. So, you know, everything's going to just be pushed back. Yeah. I don't know. It gets me so angry, though. Well, that's it. don't get angry until it's set in stone. Things could change. True, but you know me. Yeah. Huh. I want to come up with a list with the top five most overrated programs. Well, we know who number one is. Notre Dame's two. Well, okay, you can't talk of all time. Are we only talking since like the year two thousand? No. Uh, like probably like two thousand ten or like two thousand five. Okay. Michigan, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Um, what about like Nebraska? What about Tennessee? Tennessee, yeah. They they were always like, oh, Tennessee's back or. Tennessee's this. They were in the top ten a couple times, and they never did anything. Yeah. Or even, like, 
other than Florida's one national championship, I feel like they've always been pretty overhyped. Yeah, they, they've won national titles, so I can't really say that. Yeah. I would say prior to the Joe Burrow era, LSU. I, I can't say that because they won the national title in 2007. Did they? Uh, but, okay, I guess I always think of LSU as like, dude, the LSU-Alabama games of old were the most boring things to watch. It was like, remember that game? it ended like 6-3, to three, and then the next year it was like 9-6. to six. So boring. LSU's what offense are... was archaic. Yeah, it was. But they did win a national championship. So, what about what about Texas? Uh, I mean, well, they won it in two thousand five. But how many times have we heard or or we've seen Texas is back? Yeah, when are they gonna actually be back? Wait, what? It, I don't like, know. Yeah, you're right because that because it, it was like two three years ago they started the season they beat Notre Dame at home and it was like oh Texas is back and then all of a sudden they went like. Seven and five on the year. Yeah, that, that's with Charlie Strong too. Yeah, and then even even last year they beat uh they didn't they beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl or something and then Sam Ellinger yeah. was like we're back baby we're coming up and then what we're this, back yeah they were like what maybe eight and four this year but not anything special. At least Texas throw Texas on the Texas, list. At least Texas has beaten their arch rival in the past. 15 years. Who is Texas's arch rival? Oklahoma. Oh, God, yeah. Of course. Um, other overrated teams. What about South Carolina? No, I think, through- I think South Carolina is pretty well rated. They went through a phase for, like, a good, like, two, three, maybe even four years where they were ranked high and we're going to compete for the SEC, what, SEC East and never did. Dude, speaking of that, yeah, I know exactly. Because that was when they had Steven Garcia, Marcus Lattimore, and Alshon Jeffrey. And yeah. I, for some reason, I don't know why, but that South Carolina team has always stuck out in my mind and I loved watching them. I don't, I have no clue why, but it was me and my one friend from high school had like this weird thing where we loved South Carolina when those three guys were playing. And they were good. They were a, a good team. But that was yeah. for such a small period of time. That That's like, you know, I think I think other than that, South Carolina is pretty just like well-rated. Yeah. I mean, they're, med- they're mediocre right now. Yeah. What about, what about Miami or Florida State? Florida State, no. I mean, they, they've had a huge drop-off, obviously, but they were they went they won the um, oh they did with um yeah and James was and then on top of that they went uh back to the college football playoff then yeah that first year with it okay well what about Miami yeah I mean they had such a huge drop off I think I would argue that the Miami teams from like 2000 to 2002 were the greatest college football teams ever. Yeah. Like, honestly, if if you put if you took teams, right, and had them play today with the players they had, I would throw in the Miami team, probably 2001 Miami, 2004 
Uh, USC. Okay. Um, maybe one of the Miami teams from the '80s. But like you got and you know, throw Alabama in one of those year, one of those years, probably like, like twenty twelve or something. Twelve. Yeah. Probably 13. the first time they beat Clemson. Sixteen or fifteen, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay. Like, but those Miami teams are so good, and they dropped off. Like, it's like the Yankees almost dropping off. Like the those teams were so good, and they just completely just fell apart, dude. Yeah. Like, well, uh, but they also had sanctions too. Yeah, but but okay. What was it? I forget. It was a couple years ago. Miami lost. They were undefeated. They were like number two in the country, and then they lost to Pitt. And yeah, and after after, after yeah, and then after that. Everything went downhill, I feel like, for Miami. Well, because they had to play Clemson, too, in the ACC title game. Well, yeah, but had they beat, had they beat Pitt and only lost to Clemson, they could have made the playoff. Like, if, you're, if your only loss is the ACC title game to Clemson and you beat Notre Dame, you could make a case. I mean, I guess. Like the year Georgia lost and somebody, like, to Alabama, and they both made the playoff. Yeah. Uh, my I I hate Miami, but I love watching them play. I don't. I feel like there's such like a flashy like you know. I don't. I I can't decide if I like the turnover chain or not. Part of me likes it. Part of me hates it. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But if it is perfect for Miami, that's fair. But what I hate other the other schools that have mimicked it are the dumbest. What things. about? What about Penn State with Lawn Boys? I mean, I don't know. I I'm, in, I'm indifferent. Oh, I think that's ridiculous. But that's the thing. Like, the problem is these – like, high school kids are – they, they want to be – you know, if, if they're good at football like that, these kids are, like, show-offy, flashy kind of kids. Like, that's just how you are when you're 18 and you're being recruited by the biggest – like, these big-name college football programs. You're going to think you're like, oh, I'm hot shit. Oh, you know, and then you like brand yourself. So you, you know, coaches realize that and they start. Oh, you could be part of the Lawn Boys, man. Think of that, like, dude. I don't care about the title of Lawn Boys. I hate the stupid necklace they give out for like each touchdown they get. That's the problem I have. Oh, I, I don't, mean, I don't even think I knew they did that. They do. It's 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 like something they bought from like K Jewelers. It's ridiculous looking. So Miami, I hate. I actually like the idea, like, but I like again, like I hate the turnover chain, but it is so Miami that I love it. Okay, that's fair. But I like watching them play. They just play with so much. I hate them so much. I hate them so much, but I like watching them play. All right, well, it's a good time. Yeah, I, there's certain teams. I like watching play. I love watching Georgia play. I love their defense. I, I their offense yeah. frustrates me. I love watching them play defense. I love watching Miami play defense. I um love uh I love watching when I was younger. Love watching Clemson play for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. They got annoying as they got older. Um, other teams I like watch play. I like. 
I like watching Washington's offense uh, run the ball and, you know, throw, throw around. Um, and even um, Texas, for some reason, I like how their defense plays. And there's, just, there's just some teams I like watch playing. Like you said with the South Carolina shit in high school. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I think what I my, – my favorite – I don't know why, but my favorite games to watch, I don't like watching Ohio State play, but I like watching Ohio State play other teams because, like, it's one of those things where every team goes full stop when they play Ohio State. You know, like, no hold barred. If we can somehow squeak out this victory, I don't care if we lose every other game this season – we beat Ohio State, we can call it a successful season. Like I feel like that's a mentality. So I love watching teams like the the when Purdue beat them in that in that night game a couple years ago. Like stuff like that, dude, to me is so much fun to watch. I if I was a betting man, I might have even texted you this before then. I would have bet the house. The house, the garage, the cars, my college tuition that Purdue was gonna win that night. I don't think you ever told me that ahead of time, but yeah, dude. I knew yeah. they. I knew they were gonna win. You know why? Because that that uh, what, what's his name? Tyler, Tyler Trent. Trent. Yeah. I th- there was something in the air that night that I knew they were gonna win. Yeah, that's a game where I I'll still I'll go back and watch highlights of that game just because it it was yeah it was like it was the perfect mixture. It was a great story behind it. Purdue like scrounged together a half decent team. You know they get game was game day there. Either way, they had like you know Herb Street and Fowler calling it. You know, sold out stadium for the first time probably ever in the history of Purdue. You know, like all the, the stars aligned, and it, that was like just a cool thing to witness. What I love watching Rondell Moore that game too. Yeah, dude, he's he's a good player. I mean, he, he, he's he, a fun player to watch. Yeah, he yeah he would have been a lot better on you know a, a good team, but you got But I respect the fact that he wanted to go to Purdue. You know, he wanted to play for Jeff Brown or whatever, and so he went to Purdue and played for him. You know, like he, you know, he got to respect the fact that because he knew, you know, he, he at the in the back, at least in the back of his mind, he knows like, all right, I'm going to Purdue. You know, like, you know, we're not going to have a ton of fans. You know, relatively speaking, you know, we're not going to be this flashy, you know, school. We're not going to be going to the, you know the playoff or anything. He had to have known that, but he just stuck to what he wanted to do. Dude, well, there's certain there's certain um, things that players look for. Like some players look to go to a team that's going to win something. Some players look to play right away. You know, some players look to go to a more academic school. Why do you think Stanford gets so many good players? You know, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that it all depends on the player and on, on the person. Yeah, well, I mean, it, if you're going to say Stanford gets good players, you have to also say that. I mean, Northwestern doesn't really get the best players, and they're very good academically as well. So I feel like that argument only goes so far. But um, if I mean, if I were a player, I, I think like. Going to a school like Penn State to me would be perfect because I wouldn't want to go to a school that is going to win the national championship or like make the playoff every year. Like you know, it wouldn't like like Alabama, you know, Ohio State, the Clemson. I just what are you talking I would about? rather, and I told you this, I would rather go to a school that was right on the verge, a school like Penn State, you know, who's right on the verge of of making that leap in the playoffs because I want to be there and be a part of the team that did it, you know, like Penn State. I mean, if you go to Penn State, you're going to, you're going to get everything else, right? You're going to get world-class facilities. You're going to get the best coaching. You're going to get, you know, a lot of visibility to the NFL. You're going to get all of that stuff you'd get anywhere else, but 
you'll have the opportunity to like help get a team just over the hump, which I think would be cool. Well, one, Penn State apparently does not have world-class facilities because when Franklin came, that's the first thing he said about Penn State. Well, I just saw – well, they just like – they're updating the Lash building. I, either yeah, way, keep going. And Q, QB factory or whatever. Yeah. QB, yeah. But no, no. Me, I want to win. All right? I don't care if I have to sit on the bench and I play to, to – um, I obviously want to play. But as long as we're winning, fuck it, dude. Sign right. me up. Give me right. that chance. No, you – okay. So here. You can either go to – forget everything about, you know, your bias and your Penn State – your fandom and whatever. You can either go to Ohio State or Penn State. If you go to Ohio State, there's, you know, like a 50-50 chance you'll, you'll get playing time. You know, you might redshirt, your, you know, or you go to Penn State where you are much more certain that you'll get meaningful minutes earlier on. And Ohio State. State. Oh, what? Ohio State. Why? No, you can't why? take that why? You could, you know. yeah, why? Here's a couple reasons. One, they're better. Yeah, but they care. win more. Two, if I make that team and become a starter, I'm autom- automatically an NFL prospect. Three, and this plays big into me, is rivalry. We have a hatred for another team. Pepsi doesn't have a rivalry at all. Yeah. No, see, I disagree with you, though. I, I would, I do this all the time. Like for every bowl, when bowl season comes out. I I played in my head, hey, if I'm an 18-year-old and I get recruited by these two schools, who am I picking? I do it every single day. Every single time, I do that. I, I do it just looking at schedules right now. I do it every every single time I look at a schedule. I played in my head where I'd rather go to. So Hawaii, Arizona, go to Arizona. UCLA, uh, New Mexico State, UCLA. UNLV or Cal, UNLV. You, wait, you wait, 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 wait. You'd go to UNLV over Cal? Are you out of yes. your mind? Yes. You yes, you are out of your mind. Marshall or East Carolina? Probably East Carolina. Yeah. Um New Mexico or Idaho State always pick the D one team. New Mexico. Um go Lobos. So Washington State against uh Utah State. Washington State. Yeah. Um Eastern Eastern Michigan or Kentucky? Eastern Michigan. No, I'd go to Kentucky. I hate Kentucky. Well, Clemson or Georgia? I pick Clemson. Hey, NC uh, State or Louisville? Wait, what was that? Middle, NC State or Louisville? Middle of the pack teams. Um, NC State. Same. Oregon State or Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State. Oregon State. Dude, I want to play for Mike Gundy, even though he wears OAN shirts. You want to play for Mike Gundy? Wow, this shocks me. Why? Because of the OAN shit. Yeah, well, that aside, I want to, he has a great mullet. Um, let's see. Like, I do this all the time, dude. Like, like two teams I hate, Alabama and USC. I go to Alabama first. Yeah, I'd probably go to Alabama over USC, too. What about like Iowa or Michigan State? I pick Iowa because they don't play Penn State every year. All right, that's my philosophy. I always pick the Big Ten West team or Illinois or Purdue. Oh, oh, I hate Illinois. 
I guess Illinois. Over Purdue? Because Purdue faces Penn State every year, right? No. No, no. No, they don't. Not Purdue they all the way. Okay. Purdue all the way. Um, what are the other tough ones? Wisconsin like, or he, Wisconsin or Washington? Washington. I will never pick a Big Ten team. If you give me one team, well, oh, okay. there's some exceptions to that. But I, I will forever pick the non-Big Ten team for fear of facing Penn State. Okay. Oregon or Washington? Oregon. Um, Wait, actually, I that's a tough one to me. I, I probably... I'd probably pick Oregon just because they're better right now, honestly. I like both schools a lot. Like, Washington's one of those teams that I would pick hand, like, a lot over any other team. Okay. Uh, Wake Forest or Boston College? Probably, probably Boston College because it's closer to home. Um, I'm running out of ideas. But you see what I'm saying? I play this game a lot, like all the time. Now I'm in my head. I'll probably start playing this game too. It's fun. Baylor, yo, listen to this. Baylor, Old Miss. Baylor. Baylor, absolutely. And then, hey, last one, two random ones. Yeah. Um, Bowling Green or Akron? Oh, God. Um, oh, jeez. Akron, I guess. No, I, I picked Bowling Green. Why? Who? Cool. Cooler mascot. No. Oh. Right. So you want to talk about, man? Nothing really. Just gotta wait. That's all we can do right now. Yeah, I know. Like, what else are we supposed to do? Nothing, I guess. Until, until sports come back, this is what we do. Sports are back. You keep forgetting that. Shut up. <laughs> I actually did watch uh, some of the Premier League today because it was, you know, the first game started at noon my time, and so I watched it while I was eating lunch. It was actually kind of cool. They, um, all the players had Black Lives Matter on their jerseys instead of their names. And, like, the whistle blew to start, and everybody took a knee for, like, five seconds before they got up and actually started the game. It was a nice message of solidarity, I thought. Yeah. And then the game was a – you would have hated the game. It was a 0-0 tie. 
I, I cannot. Ties are the worst thing in the world. Ties are the stupidest thing of all time. I don't understand how any league in the world has ties. Well, especially soccer when it's a quick sh- uh, shootout goal. Best out of five. It, it, quick, you don't have to have a tie. You just do quick shootout goals. That's all you need. Now, see what I like about. I mean, it it adds a little variety because you know you can get you get you know the way soccer works is you get a point for a tie. So like, you know, you should not get any points for a tie though. Why are they rewarding? Mediocrity. Well, okay. Make the same the NHL, you get a point if it goes to overtime and you lose. Yeah, that's stupid. You should only get points if you win. I'm not arguing that here. But guess what? They have a clear winner. Yeah, I don't know. There always has to be a winner and loser. That's how life works. No. Did you get did you get the job or did you not get the job? Did you get the girl or did you not get the girl? Did, you know, any other situation like that? Did you did you succeed or not succeed? You, I don't understand how you can think in such black and white terms. There are so many gray areas in, like, everything you just said. Maybe no. not everything, but a lot. Of did, you, did you get how, – how is getting a job a gray area? Did you get the job or did you not get the job? Maybe you'll get. Maybe now is not the right time, but you know, check back in a few months, and maybe you know we'll have something for you. It's like no, oh. no. It's like they liked you, but it just didn't work right now. So, did you succeed in the moment or not? Yes or no? It depends on how you define success. Um, if you're interviewing for a job, you're obviously defining success as getting the job offer. But what if you get the job offer like six months after you apply? That, 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 that's no point. You're, you've moved on. Not, no, not everybody would have moved on by that point. Ah. That, 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 no. No. You interview for a job. They say yes or no. They say no. And then you move on with your life. And maybe if you're lucky enough, in six months they call you back. Hey, hey, you're patient enough. If you still stuck it out of your job, or you know, vice versa. Well, okay. What, okay. What if, what if you you apply for two jobs? The first one is some big, you know, corporate America, big paycheck job, and the other one is, you know, you, you know, you know, at a fast food restaurant, you know, not making a ton of money. You don't get the corporate job, but you get the fast food job. Is that success? No, but you got the job. Did you want the? All right, you so you want to apply for it? If you what did you want first? Corporate America. Okay, so you did not get the job. So you took an L. You took a loss at that. But then okay, what is? So you had to figure. You had to figure out your life, and you you applied to this fast food place. No, you applied for both at the same job. time. Huh? You applied for both at the same time. But which one did you want more? Uh, what one do you think you wanted more? Answer the question. Which one did you want more? The corporate job. But okay, and did you, did you get did you get that job? No, but you got a job. You could have gotten no jobs. 
But at least you got one of the two. That's like, hey, I'm taking a girl to prom date. That's great, I got a date, but it's with the ugly fat chick that no one likes. Okay, fine. Here, let's take about this. You apply. You're you're a college graduate. You apply for two jobs. You you literally like them literally equally, and you get one and you don't get the other. Same salary, same benefits, same city, same everything, same role, same title. Okay, okay. So you lost in one and you won in the other. But overall, what did you do? Did you win or lose? You won. But you lost because you didn't get one of the jobs. But so you're saying this... a win plus a loss equals a win. 500, yes. Okay. If you if you if your ultimate goal was to get a job in that situation, you're a college grad and you want to you have to get a job out of college, right? Yeah. Because you you're you're not financial stable, or whatever. You ultimately have to get a job. You want job A. You go for an interview. I uh, but at the same time you also apply for job B, right? Job A, you get rejected. You are crushed. You obviously got a loss to that. Okay. Job B, you're like, hey, I don't really want this, but I need a job. Like, I can't just work at Dick's Sporting Good and pay my bills, okay? Job B, you don't really want it, but, hey, you want you need a job. They, you interview. You um, get accepted. You get the job offer. You obviously won. Okay. Where's the tie in any of this? Uh, I'm not trying to argue that there's a tie in this. I'm just trying to say that not everything is so black and white. You make everything sound like it's black and white. You know, okay, what about what about Rachel and Ross? Were they on a break? Were they not on a break? That's a great they were on a break. That was a great they were on a break. break. She, they were on a break. Yeah, according to Ross, not according to Rachel. That's a great area. No, it's not. She said she said we're on a break. A break is equal to a breakup. If, if I'm in a relationship and a girl says, I need a break, okay? And I go, what does that mean? She's like, um, we're on a break. You know, we're, we're not together. And, you know, all right, uh, we're not together. I can do whatever the hell I want. Okay, well, then, wait, why didn't she just say we're breaking up? Why did she say we're on a break instead of we're breaking up? Because that's like, that's like, that is, so, the perfect example. That is a gray area for people that need gray areas. For everybody, that's a gray area. That, no, 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 no. You are either together or you're separate. There or you're no on gray a break. Area. No, you, no, no. You, did, if Will said to Amanda, hey, I need to be on a break. Like, we're still single, but we're still kind of together. We're basically, we, we're basically an open relationship. So we can, you know, still hang out and we're still going to, you know, have fun together and we're still going to hook up. But if I hook up with someone else, you know, that's okay. That, that cannot work. That is not a relationship. You, uh, I, if a girlfriend said to me, we're on a break right now, mm-hmm. guess what I'm doing? I'm hitting up every girl left and right. But then what if she gets mad at you? She can't. She told me I was on a break. Mm. I, I, okay, I, I don't have a good basis to argue because I've never been in a serious relationship. But I feel like, again, not everything is so black and white. 
Look, it, in relationships, there can only be black and white. There can be compromise, but in relationships, you're either with someone or you're not with someone. There's no such thing as in the middle. Okay. Okay. It's that simple. And this is the problem with people nowadays. They complicate life. They want to have the gray area. They want to have their they want to have the cake and eat it at the same time. I never understood that saying. I never understood it either. But you know, you have two things in your hand. You you only can choose one, but you can't choose one. You you still want to hold on to both. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. It does not work like that. All right, some things have to either be yes or no, left or right, good or bad, black or white, you know, purple and pink. You know, like it has to be one or the other. What about that and dress? Everyone, what about that dress that was black or white or you know blue or what do you remember? Do you remember seeing that dress? Yeah, I, I it was blue and black for me. I don't remember what it was for me. I think I was the white and silver to be honest. White and gold. White and gold. Yeah. So there you go. Who's right? And who's wrong? Well, in real life, I think it was blue. It's something about your eyes and the camera or something. No, I always thought. If you want me to be honest, like my, I thought that somebody took a picture of this dress, and everybody sees the same color, but this one person said, "Oh, but I see this other color," and then other people were just like trolling, saying, "Oh yeah, I see that too." And so everybody was just being a troll about it, and it was actually just the same color all the whole time. No, like it's like physically pro- like scientifically proven that like it's based on like your mood and your like um the camera. It's something weird or something stupid like that. Well, but I'm not buying it. In certain things, there are no gray areas. AKA, there are no ties. <laughs> but there are ties. Is there a tie in the presidential election? Technically, well, I guess not from the electoral college, but in the popular vote, there could be. There's either a winner or a loser. What if there were no electoral college and there were an even number of people who voted and it was a dead, even split? That'd be something. But then you'd have a tie. Does tie go, to the, would... does tie go to the incumbent? No, you would have a tiebreaker. Okay, what's the tiebreaker in a presidential election? We're gonna play rock, paper, scissors to be president of the United States. No, you go to the the house. What if the house is split fifty fifty? It can't. What if they somehow changed the rules and there were an even number of seats in the house? They can't. What do you mean they can't? It, is the house have like four hundred and thirty five representatives, or do, does it have like an odd number? It has something to do with, like, the states. I- I'm sure they made it an no. odd number for that purpose. But, like... Okay, what if what if one person abstains and everyone else votes split down the middle? They can't abstain. It's in the law. Then they admit that. Then they accept that and go to prison. Find a coin. Flip it. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's how you're going to become president on a coin flip. 
I'll take it. But there's no there's no ties in life. Uh, Either yeah, you got accepted to college or you didn't. You could get deferred. <laughs> then you're just a loser. Right. How many? How many? This is bad for me. Yeah, 435 House of Representatives. Yeah. I was right. I'm a good American. That's true. How many in the Senate? It's easy. 100. Yeah. I read an article today about it was pretty interesting about what happens if Trump does not willingly accept defeat in the election, something that I have said could be possible. And the article was written by like a very like like renowned news source. So I would just like to say that I had that thought and I am not crazy. You are crazy. I just, he, he there is a world where Donald Trump says, no, I'm not leaving. And his, his, cabinet is crazy enough to be like yeah we're sticking with say guess what send in the national guard send the army we're getting them fuck out yeah but and that's the same answer i would say if obama or hillary clinton or ronald reagan for that matter said that shit yeah what about oh i saw something today that was like that made reagan look really soft and i meant to send it to you but i forgot doesn't exist. What did he do? It was oh, oh, I don't know what it was. He he's the one. He's the reason the drinking age is twenty one instead of eighteen. He must have had a good reason. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he did. I I forget the reason why. Um, but yeah, no, Ronald. If if it weren't for Reagan, we could have been drinking at Penn State bars for four years instead of two. So, thanks, Ronald. It really did us a solid there. Did he? Was he actually the president that did that? Imagine if all four, if, if the drinking age was 18. Imagine. Yo. Hello. Yo, can, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Here, reconnect. I, I hear you now. Did you hear what I said? I, I heard, imagine if, I, I'm guessing you're, you're saying imagine if all four years we could drink at the yeah, bars. Yeah, if, if, imagine if the drinking age were 18 and we were at Penn State. Just, that, dude, that would be, that would be an absolute nightmare. Like, weekends would just be bodies piled up on the streets of, like, drunk kids who just passed out. Ugh. Yeah, there would be there. There would have to be conceivably twice as many bars. Yeah, absolutely. Or, and there, and there would be and, and frats would be non-existent. Why not? There'd be no points for them. No, if anything, frats would be more popping because like they wouldn't have to worry about underage drinking. So you could, you know, no one would join them because they would have all the parties at the bars. No, house parties can be equally as fun. 
They can be. And you, I'm saying there would like, there'd be no point for frats and sororities. You drink for free. But you don't. Well, if you're a guest, you do. Oh, whatever. Yo, but I just looked up the National Drinking Age, Minimum Drinking Age Act, and it got signed in 1984. Ronnie, baby. Wow. I'm shocked. Yep. Oh. Wow. Yeah. The act did not outlaw the consumption of alcoholic beverages by those twenty-one uh, under twenty-one. Just its purchase. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. That's very interesting. Yeah. What difference does it make if you can buy it or not? If it's legal to drink. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever, man. Whatever. What else? Anything else? Nah, I mean, we've gone for an hour and a half. These have been getting progressively longer. There was a time when, like, anything over an hour was considered long. Yeah. But, now but I guess I guess we hold in our thoughts now more often because there's nothing to really talk about. Or there's, like, but that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, there is, but also there is nothing to talk about. Like, I guess, granted, you know, if it were a year ago, what would we be talking? I mean, we, I mean... We'd be talking maybe a little bit about, like, the NHL playoffs or baseball. But, like, this is always kind of, a like, a dead time of the year. Yeah. I, I should probably look back on the history of this during these times and just see uh, what's going – and see, like, our time frames. Yeah. We are – we're approaching two years. In fact, like, this would have – this might have been two years, like, exactly. Yeah. I'll go it, back and it was the week before the summer solstice, right, that we started? I thought it was the, the week, or maybe you're right. I forget, honestly. Either way, it's more or less two years. Damn. Time flies. Well, this is episode 60, dude. Yeah, but we took a lot of time off, like, this past yeah. fall and winter, and, like, we've missed random weeks here and there. Yeah, absolutely. 60. Wow. So 60 times, just like ballparking, like an hour per episode. That's 60 hours. That's like two and a half days of talking. It'd be a good road trip playlist. <laughs> yeah, that's, what you, should, one, that's think, what you should do when you take your road trip is listen to every no, episode you've done. No, I can't. No. <laughs> Dude, remember when we talked? I think I forget what episode, but we talked about like how our girlfriends can listen to us. And like, <laughs> do you ever talk about back, that at all? Back when we had hope. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. That actually be kind of fun. Honestly, though, it would be kind of funny to listen to everything that we talked about, just to kind of hear like what changed. Cause I feel like we both were like, remember like we were all like, we were super into like talking about friends and their, you know, 
situation and stuff. And now we're just like a fuck it, you know. Nothing matters. Everything's miserable. Well, everything is miserable right now. Yeah. But I don't know, dude. It's been fun. Whatever. It's it's a fun ride. It's about the journey, not the end result. I, I wonder if I should send this te- send this, send this uh, <laughs> notification out uh, after after this is uh, published. No, it's your fault. I don't. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. You know. <laughs> you, you know. I hate doing that. I think we're down to officially one listener. Will Watson. <laughs> Thanks, if Watson. If you've made it to the hundred or the ninety seconds. Yeah. Of this. Yeah. Ninety second minute of this specific episode. Welcome. And thank you. Yeah, you're the only person. Wait, I do have a su- subscriber from work. Really? <laughs> yeah. He sent me. He sent me. A, he sent me a screenshot uh, at like six in the morning of his phone and says two ranting dudes was published last night at whatever. Oh my! I, like, <laughs> I don't know if he listens or not, but <laughs> it's funny. Well, we end up talking about the same stuff every week. It's like if you want to listen to people talk about Penn State football, other random sports things, and then like maybe a little bit of politics. This is your spot. Yeah. Ugh. All right, dude. I'm gonna stay up for the next three or four hours. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not surprised. I'm gonna stay up for like two more. All right, dude. Well, catch you later. I'll catch you next week, and uh, stay safe. Yeah, you too, dude. I'll I'll talk to you later. All right, see. You. All right, see. You.